Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts right now. I had no idea that the government shutdown had affected the if I can't get some fried chicken, there is going to be a crisis. I didn't know that it had affected the. Uh, I didn't know it affected the KFC either. Maybe I don't know. I, I googled it. I tried to find that story somewhere, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I, mean, I think maybe the guy just got bad service, and he's complaining that it. Which is a great excuse now that I think about it. If you uh, if you're late for work, or you know if something bad happens and you don't have any control over it, you just be like, yeah, you know what. Uh, government shutdown. Sorry. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to start doing, at least. Whenever I start getting given bad service, which is all the time, or if you don't like the show, if somebody calls up and goes, you know, I was on hold for 20 minutes and you never talked to me, I'll be like, ah, government shutdown. You know, what are you going to do? If I get uh, pulled over by a cop on the way home for driving too fast, I can just be like, officer, government shutdown. Or, you know, or even better, you know, what I would do is I would be like, excuse me, sir, you can't write me a ticket. Don't you know that the government shut down right now? Uh, you shouldn't even be working. You shouldn't even. In fact, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to report you because basically, you're. Uh, you, there's no money in the budget to pay for your gas. Uh, eight eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. By the way, my name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on this weekend. None of it at all important, but hey, we're gonna talk about it anyway. We're going to talk about it anyway because that's what we do around here. There was a uh, there was an Anderson Cooper interview on on 60 Minutes with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That was kind of exciting. There was um, uh, the the Golden Globes, which I'll be honest with you, the the Golden Globes to me is one of those shows that it used to be really exciting and fun, but now of course is not because they've destroyed the entire. I mean, they they basically ruined the entire thing. Nobody cares about it anymore. The movies are not movies that you've ever seen. The people aren't funny. The hosts were the worst. They tried to be nice. The worst thing you can do is try to be nice as a host of any kind of award show. I mean, I like they, they, there's no the the worse you are to people, the better it is. For example, uh, Ricky Gervais used to host this show and he was hilarious. Everybody loved him. He'd come out. He was like drinking beer. He was just rude to like pretty much everybody. And it was fantastic. And that was the that was the last time I think the Golden Globes uh, were really any good. There were a couple of people that uh, there were a couple of people that made some interesting speeches. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then, of course, there's this thing with the TSA. I don't know if you heard about this, but we got a ton of open mic messages about it. The TSA in true. I mean, I don't know if this is just a sign of the ultimate in in political correctness, but the TSA is firing pointy eared dogs. This is apparently a real thing. The TSA will be recruiting more floppy eared dogs to sniff people and packages and things like that at the airport than they will the pointy-eared dogs because pointy-eared dogs apparently make people nervous. 
It's a true story. This is in the Washington Post. So, I mean, it's it's like 70% true. Uh, but this is, a, this is a report from the other day. The dogs deployed by the TSA at airports nationwide use their noses to sniff out explosives and contraband. But pooches selected for these du- duties these days are picked not just for their snouts. It's also the shape of their ears that matters, too. The TSA officials say that they are increasingly replacing retired pointy-eared dogs like German Shepherds, which, you know, are very effective in this kind of uh, work, with floppy-eared dogs like Labrador Retrievers. The new dogs have a friendlier look, officials say. Uh, TSA Administrator David Pekoski told the Washington Examiner, we find the passenger acceptance of floppy-eared dogs is just better. It presents just a little bit less of a concern. So I guess there was a concern that there that the pointy-eared dogs, like the German Shepherds, and I don't know what else, what other dogs have pointy ears? Dobermans, Rottweilers, that kind of thing. Are those the pointy-eared dogs? Well, those dogs uh, scared individuals. They scared children at Washington Dulles International Airport. They scared passengers on flights. About 1,200 TSA dogs from seven breeds are used to screen U.S. passenger and baggage, uh, said spokesman James Gregory. Five are breeds whose ears rest softly on their heads. Labs, golden retrievers, German short-haired pointers, wire-haired pointers, and vizilas. Two have ears that shoot skyward, German shepherds and Belgian Malinois says. I've never even heard of half these dogs. But apparently about four and five recent additions to the canine corps are the droopy-eared type of dog. The ear position uh, definitely plays a part in whether or not a dog will be recruited to the TSA. It's about adapting to people's perceptions about floppy-eared dogs being more friendly versus pointy-eared dogs, which are more aggressive-looking. So now, not only are we concerned... Not only are we concerned about whether or not the dogs can do their job effectively, but we want to make sure that people aren't scared of them, that they're not menacing the passengers, that the dogs appear more friendly, which I'll be honest with you, as a as a flyer, as a traveler, if I'm getting on a plane, I want to make sure I have the most aggressive dog possible standing there. The last, I mean, if there's a terrorist bringing some kind of contraband or some kind of explosive device on a plane, I want a big, scary Doberman pincher or a, or a German shepherd staring the guy down to make him think twice before he puts his bag through that x-ray machine i don't want to i don't want a friendly dog that a terrorist is going to walk up to and pet on the head and whose tail is going to wag and go <laughs> you don't want any of that some people get this are very upset by this you know why you know why they're calling it canine racism canine racism they're saying that it's uh, you're basically using the physical appearance of a dog to base its personality around. And that is teaching kids that pointy-eared dogs are mean and floppy-eared dogs are nice. You're basing their personalities solely on their outward appearance. What else is that other than canine racism? I 100, a 1,000% agree. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the that the NAACP or the uh, or PETA or some other organization that represents animals and or people that are different. Uh, I'm I'm shocked that they haven't yet stepped in and uh, and done something about this. If they are cuter and more friendly looking, um, 
it's hard enough to keep kids away from the dogs that are supposed to be working and not touch them and talk to them and go, oh, come here. So I don't think that's a good idea at all. They should stay scary. <laughs> yeah, because kids are racist, too, because kids see a floppy-ear dog and they think, oh, that's cute. That's friendly. But they see a pointy-ear dog and they get scared. They walk on the other side of the street. That's what they do. They walk on the other side of the street. They're like, I don't know. 855-765-104. We got, like I said, we got a ton of open mics on this. I'm curious, though, should the TSA be using floppy-eared dogs to make them less menacing and friendlier at the airports? Or are the pointy-eared variety better for the task at hand? 877-765-104. That's the number. Don't wear it out. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? It's Monday. Isn't that exciting? And uh, we've got we've got so much to talk about. Who knew? Who knew that racism would bleed over to the canine community? But that's exactly what's happening with the TSA. I'm shocked nobody's blaming Donald Trump. Probably, probably, uh, probably Ocasio Cortez is blaming Donald Trump because he's a racist. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But first, this canine racism is a real problem. The TSA is now um, is now openly recruiting, and they've stated. They are no longer recruiting pointy-eared dogs because they're menacing and they scare children and they scare passengers and they want people coming to the airport to feel comforted. And floppy-eared dogs, the floppy-eared varieties, you know, the ones like the, the Labrador Retrievers, those kinds of, those are the dogs that people like. Those are the dogs that people trust. And the, they just, you know, those pointy-eared dogs, they just, they stay away from them, man. They do not like them at all. Wouldn't it be easier to put a freaking hat on the dogs? A little dog hat. I think that's not a bad. I know a lot of people who put their dogs in hats, so maybe that, that could be that could be one. That could be one option. Uh, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. We've got Luke in Clay County. Hey, uh, Luke, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you, Luke? What do you want to say? Well, uh, start with a little education. Your Vizsla, the one that you couldn't pronounce. Yeah. It looks like a wire miner. You know what that is? Yeah, that's that big gray dog. Yeah, it looks like that, but it's a little bit smaller, and it's brown in color versus gray. Okay. Okay? And it's a bird dog. And then the Belgian Malinois looks very similar to a German Shepherd, but he is a little thinner in stature and short hair. Okay, So, but they've all got pointy. I mean, it doesn't. we're not talking about the color or anything. It's all about the ears. The pointy-eared dogs right. are the ones that are a problem, apparently. And of those breeds that you named, the only two that are naturally pointy-eared are the Belgian Malinois and the German Shepherd. Okay. Both can be, they're both great guard dogs for the house. I mean, they're great for around kids, but yeah. they can be mean. So, I mean, hey, whatever. Those are the ones I want there anyway. That's what I'm screaming. Like, you want the mean person <laughs> at the airport. You want the mean dog at the airport. You want people to be like, you know what, I'm going to think twice before I terrorize people on an airplane. I'm going to think tr twice before I say something stupid or do something that's going to... I'm going to think twice before I try to smuggle drugs into this country. Because if a German shepherd starts barking at your suitcase, gar I guarantee, I guarantee you're going to have a much more uh, different reaction than if a, uh, than if a, uh, a, a uh, with Labrador Retriever is like, <laughs> like Marley and me. <laughs> Marley and me is not a scary dog. 855-765-1045. This is Laurie. Laurie, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. What do you want to say about these dogs with the pointy ears being shut out by the TSA? I've had Doberman pinchers for 35 years. I have faced 
pointy-eared breed discrimination that entire time. Pointy-eared breed have, discrimination? You've, you've, so you've experienced this canine racism? Hey, my dogs have the pointiest ears of all. <laughs> and what happens... What happens when people just naturally are timid? I have had people, like you say, walk across the street. I have, you know, but I have had children in the same fashion walking through Walmart come up and run and hug my dog. Really? So, um, and I've, you know, I've used them for service animals, for handicapped people. I've used them for summer teaching programs of, you know, teaching how children how to approach strange dogs. Um, they've been therapy dogs at the nursing home and children's hospitals. You know, they're, they're a great family breed. You know, it's like everyone says, you get at, out of them what you put into them and all in how you raise them. If you right. socialize them well, then no problem. All but right. I'm with you. I'd rather have a little bit of a menacing-looking dog uh, staring me down at the airport than, than uh, something drooling on my bag. No, that's 100%. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Wow, that is that is interesting. So she's she's right there, man. She's like, yes, I've experienced this canine racism firsthand. I've had these Doberman pinchers for 30 years, and people do exactly what you said. They walk across the street, and they avoid, and they tell their kids, don't look at that dog. Don't look at that dog. That dog's got pointy ears. That dog's not a nice dog. He's not like us. He's not like your floppy-eared friends. So it's to keep away. And apparently it's now it's, it's seeped into our government. Where the TSA dogs are going to be replaced, the pointy-eared German Shepherds and the and the other breed that I can't pronounce that that guy really knew a lot about. All these dogs are going to be replaced with floppy. Pretty soon, you know what they're going to have out there? Poodles. Labradoodles. You're going to be at the airport. You're going to be coming back from Jamaica on your honeymoon. And you're going to have your bag come off the carousel. And a little Labradoodle is going to trot on up to it and go... <laughs> Which is exactly, you want to know what a scary dog is. I had a Jack Russell Terrier, man. That's the scariest dog in the world. Those dogs are mentally deranged. You want to scare people at the airport? You want to scare kids and terrorists? You let a pack of wild terriers out at them. Because I guarantee those dogs, those are the scariest dogs in the entire world. Hands down, bar none, Jack Russell Terrier is going to, it's going to, they, Jack Russell Terrorist. That's what we used to call ours. Because that's exactly what they're like. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. The TSA is doing something that people are calling canine racism. They're making a judgment based on how dogs look. And they are weeding out the pointy-eared breeds. And they are actively, openly recruiting more floppy-eared dogs because the public is less scared of them. Only in America, folks, would this ever happen. Only in America. 855-765-1045. We've got to take a quick break. We've got the news. We've got traffic. We've got a ton of your open mic messages coming up, too. So if for whatever reason you can't get through on the phones, you can leave us an open mic message. We'll play that on the air. Oh, and we're live streaming on Facebook again, too. So uh, you'll be able to tell your friends and family, look, I'm on I'm on Facebook. Well, listen, I'm on Facebook. Yeah, whatever. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. It is the Marque Show. My name is Marque. Thanks so much for joining me today. FYI, if you uh, are following us on Facebook, if you're watching on Facebook, you know that we're live streaming the entire show on our Facebook page, the Marque Show on Facebook. So you can see into the studio. You can see what's going on. You can see Adam Kirk walking back and forth behind me uh, when he's going to do his 
when he's going to his newscast. It's a lot of fun. And uh, if you're watching, by all means, feel free to comment. We'll read some of your comments on the air. It's a great way for you to interact with the show. If you want to share it with people that you love who are like-minded and feel the way that you do and think about this country the way we both think, that's great. If you would like to share it with people who are lunatics and are totally twisted and will get totally triggered uh, by anything that we say, definitely share it with them, too. Uh, spread the word to as many people. It's real easy. Facebook makes it easy. Just hit, click the share button. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, you're done. And, of course, if you want to uh, call in, it's 855-765-1045. We're talking about the TSA. You won't believe what they're doing. I thought... I'll be honest with you. I thought that the government shutdown meant that there was going to be a lot more uh, important issues for us to discuss. For example, the TSA workers last week, I don't know if you know about this, but in mass, hundreds of them, because of the government shutdown, because of the furlough on paychecks, hundreds of them were calling in sick. Like basically, it's not like one or two big, large chunks of TSA workers calling in sick. And there was a huge investigation and they're trying to figure out how to how to curb some of that massive, you know, PTO, because I guess they're thinking, if I'm not going to get paid, I'm going to show up to work. But now there's another issue facing the TSA. They're having a rough week. They, it just came out that they're that they are exercising something that is known as canine racism. I guarantee Spike Lee is going to make a movie about this next year, and he's going to win a Golden Globe. Canine racism, pointy-eared dogs are being are being unfairly uh, stereotyped by the TSA. They say that they're scary, they scare children, they're menacing to society, and that people d fear them at the airport. Get this, they fear the TSA dogs at the airport. This apparently is a bad thing. So now, as these older, pointy-eared dogs are retiring, they're bringing in cuter, fluffier, floppy-eared dogs to replace them. Fewer German Shepherds, more Labrador Retrievers. That's what the TSA is doing. And a lot of people are just, I mean, they're just up in arms about the whole gosh darn thing. So does that mean they're not going to crop the German Shepherd's ears anymore? Apparently, that was one of the, the reasons that the German Shepherds look scary anyway. Will the pointy-eared TSA dogs be allowed to stay if they identify as floppy ear dogs? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. That, that's, a, that's an excellent question. What if you're a what if you're a German Shepherd but you identify as a Labrador Retriever? What if you use the Labrador Retriever bathroom? Can you then stay and do your duty and serve your country? You know, don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Eight, eight five. That was a horrible. Horrible. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. I'd rather see the TSA focus on how we can stay dressed when we go through their checkpoints. That does seem like something that would be like, hey, can I? I don't care what shape the ears are on the dog. Can I keep my shoes on when I'm walking through with the metal detector? Nobody has any complaints about the pointy-eared politicians in Washington. Have you ever seen Pelosi's ears? <laughs> that could be something we should. Maybe we focus. Maybe we focus on our elected officials. Let's use TSA bears. Bears have nice rounded ears, not pointy, not scary at all. <laughs> You people crack me up. Eight eight five CSA bears. That won't be menacing. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Jeremy on the south side. Thanks for calling the Mark K show. How you doing, Jeremy? Doing all right. How are you? Oh, good, man. Thanks so much. What do you want to say about the TSA dogs? Uh, the pointy ear dogs are out. The floppy ear dogs are in. I tell you what. I have a female pit bull with her ear snip, so they're pointy, and she will lick you to death. And then I have a male that does not have his ear snipped, 
and I have to put him away when certain people come over. Yeah, because so I say we give I say we give them pit bulls without their ear snip, and then see what people say and complain about them. Yeah, as a pit bull owner, I imagine you've been an you've been a victim of canine racism ever. I mean, your whole life because pit. But you say the word many, pit bull many times. Oh yeah, many times. And I that's the only kind of dog I will own, and they get a bad rep. But really, a dog is only as mean as it's trained to be. Yeah, and that's any breed. All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really, uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, 855-765-1045. Although he did say his female pointy-eared pit bull would lick you to death. So, you know, you know, I mean, it's not, you're not helping the cause. Uh, Jack, how's it going from the west side? What'd you want to say, Jack? Hey, big guy. How are you, Mark? Good. Uh, man. Uh, happy New Year's, man. Happy New Year to yeah, you. Yeah. Hey, Jeremy covered a lot of it with the ears and the, the pit bulls, but hey, what about bloodhounds that were in every 70s movie? Hey, he's going for the border. Let's track him down. He could smell everything. Or a St. Bernard. He can smell people. He could pull them out of the iceberg. I'll tell you and what. Then, if you if you really want to scare people, you bring in a Newfoundland because those dogs are like 180, 190. I was at a I was at a charity event once, a charity auction, and there was a Newfoundland that weighed exactly what I weighed. I was a lot skinnier then, but then I I looked at the owner. I go, what? How big is that dog? He goes, he's 175 pounds. And I thought to myself, that's like you're walking a person around basically on a leaf. That's like a person jumping on your bed. It's like a person jumping on your bed, taking up. It's like a person pooping in your your yard. That's what you're basically doing when you have a dog that big. So you want to scare some people. I mean, any dog can jump out of a helicopter, rescue somebody, and then jump back into the helicopter. That's 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 a scary that's a scary beast. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Lauren from Mayport, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Great. What do you think about the TSA openly discriminating against pointy-eared dogs? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I'm actually an active-duty military working dog handler, and I would like to educate the general public on what these dogs do. They are there to detect odor, whether it's drug odor or explosive odor. And they're there for no other reason. Explosive odor, is that like what you get after you eat too many burritos? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Where were you staying? You still there? Oh, she's oh, she didn't like my joke. My 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 Mike from Nassau sorry, but I pre we appreciate your service. I'm sorry that I offended you. Uh Mike from Nassau County, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Um, I think it's pretty ridiculous that they're uh, picking on pointy-eared dogs. But I wanted to uh, tell you of two events that have happened. Uh, one is up in Georgia. There's a serious hoarding case of German shepherds, up to uh, 200 dogs that are in just miserable conditions mm -hmm. and are being pulled and and uh, taken care of by you know the local and as far down here as Nassau County uh, Animal Control. And then also here in uh, Nassau County, a similar case with a smaller number of Dalmatians. Both of these are pointy-eared dogs. Uh, there's a desperate need for fosters. So if any of your listeners can uh, take care of a dog for a little while, get him back on his feet, yeah. to be, that, that would be a, a really big service. Dude, that ain't even the worst of it. You know what they did? They just outlawed greyhound racing. So now you're going to have another bunch of pointy-eared dogs that are going to be out there. And those You can't even catch those things. You know, those things escape you. There's no tracking them down. All There's dogs, all all kinds of dogs are being put out of work. And you're right. It, the, what do they all have in common? Pointy ears. It definitely seems like it's a thing. It definitely seems like this is something that we need to educate people on. Because canine racism, just like regular racism, is taught where? In the home.
And if you teach your kids, stay away from that pointy-eared dog, you are part of the problem, not part of the solution. 855-765-1045. And I do remember when I was a kid, I was walking down the street somewhere, and some dog came running out from some backyard. It was menacing. It was barking. It was screaming. And I, and I literally jumped up on the roof of a, a parked car so that I wouldn't get attacked by this dog. And I'll be honest with you, I remember it had pointy teeth, but I don't really remember the shape of its ears. I'm going to add that the teeth were the one thing I was looking at because that's all it was really showing me. 855-765-1045. Max in Middleburg. Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How are you, Max? Uh, doing great. What do you want to uh, say, buddy? Uh, what my wife used to show Rottweilers. Hmm. They're round ears. But now you talking about aggressive. If somebody came up to our house. They'd be real nice, but if they started trying to get in the door till my wife or I let them in, nobody walked in, and they're round-eared dogs. No, you're right. Rottweilers are. Absolutely. They are uh, They are floppy-eared dogs. I think I said their point, but they're not. They are definitely floppy-eared dogs, and they are, I mean, they're menacing. That's what they use to protect warehouses and things. That's what the mafia used to use to protect their, like, uh, stolen car part facilities and things like that. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. David on the South Side, how are you? Good, thank you. How about yourself? Great, David. What do you want to say? So Dobermans, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize they're a hound, and they have a big old round floppy ear until some doctor, veterinarian, whatever, crops their ears and tapes them up at birth, or, you know, or shortly after birth anyway. Um, but uh, I promise you, uh, they, they got a big old floppy ear until, until we doctor them and fix them, change them. Yeah, and they have big, long tails, too, but then they clip them off, too, for some reason, right? Oh, well, because they're a whip if you don't. Oh, is that what <laughs> it is? They knock everything off your counters or whatever, yeah. Oh, got it. All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. A, a lot of people are saying this is this should be the least of our problems. The dogs are the best part about TSA. Have you seen the people that work there? They scare me. <laughs> that's kind of, she's got a point too. Eight five eight five five seven six five one zero four five is number eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We got more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News one zero four point five WOKV. Kids are afraid of pointy-eared dogs. I'd suggest the kids get some therapy. I suggest we all get some therapy. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I get to that point. Mandatory therapy. I get. You know what, uh, Alex? That sounds like something Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez would want in the Constitution: free health care, free education, free therapy for everybody because we're going to need it. I guess that would fall under free health care. Never mind. 855-765-1045. This is the Marquet Show. My name is Marquet, and we're talking about these pointy-eared dogs. Pointy-eared dogs who are now being singled out by the TSA, of all people. The TSA saying, look, we're going to get rid of the pointy-eared dogs because people find them scary. <laughs> scary. Which I thought, I mean, again, I'm not saying that you need to have really mean people in charge of security. But... Don't you also kind of want mean people in charge of security? Like nobody goes to a club and goes, oh, my God, that bouncer is so nice. Or, oh, my God, that bouncer doesn't look menacing at all. You know, nobody. The, the reason we have the big guns and the tanks, you know, the reason football players put that those black marks under their eyes, you want to look scary. You know, that's that's part of the that's part of the whole thing. 
but pointing your dogs at the airport, kids are afraid of them now. People are feeling uncomfortable. Uh, they're scaring the they're scaring the uh, you know what emotional support peacocks that people are bringing. There. Who knows? So now there's an effort on the TSA's part. When these pointy-eared dogs retire, they will they will replace them with. Uh, floppy-eared dogs, 855-765-1045. Let's get rid of pointy-ear elves and pointy-ear fairies. All right, we don't listen. We don't have to talk about leaves people's sexuality out of this. 855-765-1045. Hey, I got to tell you, my pointy-eared dog has already told me that he'll be filing a joint lawsuit. Uh, look, and you know, that's coming. I mean, that's what's going to happen. The pointy-eared dog owners and the pointy-eared, you know, pe- dog people are going to band together and they're going to, they're going to get together. They're going to have some kind of class action lawsuit. It's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court, wherever they're going to, you know, the justices are going to hear the case. Well, except for Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she's homesick. And, uh, and, you know, this won't be the end of it. This isn't going to be the end of it. If they are cuter and more friendly looking, um, it's hard enough to keep kids away from the dogs that are supposed to be working and not touch them and talk to them and go, oh, come here. So I don't think that's a good idea at all. They should stay scary. <laughs> also, I've seen some kids, like, I've seen fluffy, cute little dogs run out of a house and bark. And I've seen kids, not saying my own, may have been, freak out. <laughs> like, some kids just freak out over Eddie Doe. You really want to scare people? Get some cats up in the airport. I friggin' hate cats. They steal your breath. They're mean. They scratch you. I'm allergic to the cat. They like, I, I can't breathe. You really want to scare some people? TSA needs some cats up in the house, because that's going to do it. 855-765-1045. This is Michael from the beaches. Hey, Michael, how are you? Hey, man. How you doing today? Good. What do you want to say? So I, I'm a federal employee, and I heard you talking about the uh, TSA calling out. I just wanted everyone to know it's a little frustrating because I don't really think this is the way the government was intended to be. This shutdown was intended to be used. So they're essential, they're essential employees. So what happens is they show up to work, and I don't know their pay schedule, so I don't know if they've missed a paycheck or not yet. I personally haven't. I will coming up on the 11th. But if they call in sick, they're put on furlough status, so they're not billed any sick leave, and they're going to be reimbursed for that day. So it's free leave. So now you're expecting hundreds or thousands of people to be as professional as possible and show up to work, which they should be expected to do that. But for how long? Yeah. Look, that's that. So yeah, I'll be I'll be honest yeah, with you. If you stop paying me, I stop showing up to work. <laughs> like that's that's just how that's how that's how I've been trained. You want me to do the job, you're going to have to pay me. If you're not going to pay me, I'm not going to show up to work. Uh, and this whole we'll pay you later. I'm like, great, then I'll work later. You know, that's 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 how I, I don't I don't work on credit. Um, so I don't I don't know the whole system there either. But yeah, yeah. But that's what was happening last week was all these TSA workers uh, calling in sick for work, which, again, is their right to do. And I don't think their jobs are in jeopardy at all. I mean, what do you do? Fire people that you're not really paying? How does that work? Eight five five. It's the dogs, really. That's the big concern right now, because now you got these pointy ear TSA dogs that are out of work and they're not furloughed. And it's not because of the government shutdown. It's simply because of the because they look different. Because they get the shape of their ears. Jennifer from Bay Meadows. How are you, Jennifer? Hi, good. Thank you. How are you? Great. What do you want to say? Well, I just think it's kind of pathetic, with all due respect, nothing against you, but that we're even having this conversation because it's sad that as a country and a society community that we're having a conversation about a dog and how it looks. And the fact of the matter is that somebody will take this to the Supreme Court and we will have judges sit and it will cost taxpayer money to have a, a lawsuit against a dog or a TSA agent because of racism or a, a way somebody looks. 
And I think it's pathetic and horrible that we have to make accommodations and we have to think about things like this. You know, jobs are meant to be scary who are in jobs that are doing security. Walls are meant to keep people or, you know, criminals out of countries and for borders. Everybody, it's just, we're getting a little oversensitive and crazy with these things that you know a dog now a racist because a dog has a pointy ear it's you know listen pathetic. jennifer i think you may have stumbled upon something genius here and thank you so much for the call and i and it is look this show is pathetic you're a hundred percent right about that but you may have stumbled upon something genius here take all the pointy ear dogs that the tsa is casting away send them down to the border let them just stay if they're going to scare somebody why don't we let them scare the illegal immigrants who are trying to cross into the country I love that. We can just open up the government. All those TSA workers could go back to work. I love it, Jennifer. You're a genius. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up. Monday, everybody. I'll tell you what, man. You think that the dogs at the TSA are upset? You should see the Bears in Chicago, how they're feeling today. Holy cow. 43 yard attempt and the one pass one. And oh, it's the upright again. It's impossible. Oh, my goodness. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. The <laughs> I'm sorry, it's going to end on a what? Double doink. Oh, a, oh, a double doink. Double doink. Oh, thank you, Chris Collinsworth. Chris Collinsworth, by the way, has has just coined one of the best terms in NFL history. Double doink. This is something I was watching this game at the Eagles game, and I'm not, you know, I'm not. Look, the, the Jaguars are out of it, so we can all be. I really like Philadelphia. I do like the Eagles. I like Nick Foles a lot, and I know that that's going to not make me a lot of fans around here. But that's okay. And I was really excited because I feel like they're an underdog. I mean, yes, they won the Super Bowl last year. So I'm watching this game, and they're up, and then they're down, and then they come back, and then Golden Tate scores a touchdown, and there's like 40 seconds left. And then the defense blows it, and all of a sudden they're lining up for this field goal with this kid, Parkey who's their kicker, and he kicks one right before, or right after a timeout is called, which goes right through, man, right through. The game would have the game would have, won, have been won by the Bears. They would have been moving on. But, but of course, uh, the coach for the Eagles calls the timeout, icing the kicker, they call it, icing the kicker, and then he gets up to do it again, and he not only hits the upright, but then it bounces onto the crossbar, and it has a 50-50 chance. This thing could either bounce through, giving them the three points and the win, or bounce back onto the field. Totally luck of the draw. Whichever way this thing hits the crossbar, and wouldn't you know it, it double doink. Double doink. Right back onto the field. And then the, the field goal is no good. And the Eagles win it by one point and advance. It was one of the most interesting ends to it and one of the most intense ends to a game uh that i've ever seen and my wife cried i mean my wife cried not because she's a bears fan but because she was like this is somebody's son and he's going to be so upset like she was like i just want to cry for this poor kid but then i re- then with they went into this whole story about how this is like the seventh time he's done it this season and then i was like seven times you hit the upright and the coach lets you back out on the field in this situation no that's a coaching problem When you have a kicker who hits the upright seven times and you need someone to kick the game-winning field goal, you send that guy out there? 
Coach has no one to blame but himself. Double doink. Double doink is right, man. Anyway, that's that that was the exciting news. I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, uh, yeah, because I was watching that yesterday. Uh, it was on right before that game ended, uh, and then right before, right after that, it was the Golden Globes. And unfortunately. Or maybe it was fortunately. I missed the Anderson Cooper interview with uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on 60 Minutes. That's the great thing about the playoffs. You miss 60 Minutes. You, you just, you're you watching football, and it goes, boom, it goes right through 60 Minutes. You're like, oh, I missed 60 Minutes. I'm going to have to watch the highlights later on. And the highlights were, they were interesting. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you may know now, one of the youngest people, or I think the youngest ever, uh, definitely the youngest woman ever elected to Congress. She said some very interesting things. She's made some inflammatory remarks. She said some things about wanting to tax uh, the representatives or state, uh, you know, the billionaires in New York at 70 to 80 percent to pay for what is considered one of the greenest one of the greenest plans. And she wants free everything, man. She wants to get rid of cars. They, in fact, uh, CNN interviewed her when she uh, first took office, and they said, "You have, you are, you're asking for thirty trillion dollars, thirty trillion dollars to enact this whole green agenda that you've come up with." She goes, "Yeah, that's right." And they said, "Okay, if you tax everybody at eighty percent, that's only two trillion dollars. Where are you going to get the other twenty-eight trillion dollars?" She had no answer. And CNN, they kept asking, they're like, look, this is your own plan. You can't just say we have to spend $30 trillion and only give us two. There's absolutely, there's no way anyone, any one country could raise $30 trillion. But she got elected. She's a congressperson now. And Anderson Cooper sat down with her yesterday and started off an interview. And with this particular interview, to me, the questions tell more about CNN than her answers. Listen to Anderson Cooper's very first question for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You don't talk about President Trump very much. No. Why? No. Okay, right off of that, his first question, you don't talk about President Trump that much. And she says no. And he says, why? <laughs> like, he can't believe it. Like, why? I'm sorry, didn't you get the memo? You're a Democrat. You're from New York. You're uh, newly elected. You're a minority. You're a woman. And you come to Washington and you don't talk about Donald Trump that much. That why not? It's because Anderson Cooper has made a living, a comfortable living. In fact, everybody in his network has made a comfortable living talking about Donald Trump a lot daily. Ninety percent of their stories have to deal with the president. Donald Trump, Donald Trump and the Mueller investigation, Donald Trump and Russian collusion, Donald Trump and the wall, Donald Trump and the government shutdown, Donald Trump and the, you know, the the, the uh, goblet of fire, whatever it is, Donald Trump and the prisoner of Azkaban. All of these stories that they've created about Donald Trump to perpetuate their entire existence. And here's this young congresswoman, a female Latina from New York who gets elected and doesn't talk about Donald Trump. It's un- they don't. He can't understand. Listen, to this. this is the first thing he wants to know. You don't talk about President Trump very much. No. Why? No. Why? I mean, why? Why would you not do that? That's all that, you know, the interesting thing is, the other thing that that tells you is, to, to Anderson Cooper, the entire Democratic platform is anti, it's Trump bashing. It's, it's what, uh, it's what Talib said. You know, we're going to impeach the, the guy. Only shouldn't you say the word guy. It, that's their entire platform. Their entire platform is Donald Trump must go. Donald Trump must be impeached. Donald Trump must die. Donald Trump is the worst person ever. Donald Trump is everything that's wrong with America. 
that's the entire platform of the party. That's how most of them, that's how most of them got elected. And so now she's not talking about it. He almost seems annoyed. He almost seems annoyed. Well, here's her answer. Because I think he's a symptom of a problem. What do you mean? The president certainly didn't invent racism, but he's certainly given a voice to it. Ah, the president didn't invent racism, but he's given a voice to it. The pre- really? He, and then Anderson Cooper. Now Anderson Cooper sees something he can latch on to. Do you believe President Trump is a racist? Yeah, yeah. No question. Yeah, yeah, no question. No question. Do you believe Donald Trump is right? You could really take Donald Trump's name out of there and put in any Republican uh, elected official. And she would have said, do you think Mike Pence is a racist? Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. What about uh, Mitt Romney? Yeah. Yeah. No question. Yeah. What about, uh, I don't know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Yeah. Yeah. No question. But, uh, they're all, uh, they do, oh, the newly elected governor, uh, soon to be sworn in of the state of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah. No question. I mean, no question. No, that guy clearly a racist. It, it fits for anyone in the mold. Um, and it, but, but that's why. And the other interesting thing about this whole interview was that that Anderson Cooper is fishing for. She starts off saying, "We're going to interview Andrea Ocasio Cortez." Then the first question is, "Why don't you talk about Donald Trump?" And then every other question about that is regarding Donald Trump. How can you say that? When you look at the words that he uses, which are historic dog whistles of white supremacy, when you look at how he reacted to the Charlottesville incident where neo-Nazis murdered a woman versus how he manufactures crises like immigrants seeking legal refuge on our borders, it's, it's night and day. Uh, By the way, night and day, I believe, is also a racist term. So you probably shouldn't be using that kind of language when you're talking about Donald Trump being a racist. 855-765-1045. But this is the new Congress. This is the new set of people who who are going in. There are lawmakers. And they have no bones about getting into the chamber and saying, we think Donald Trump is an is a mother father. We think Donald Trump is a racist. We think Donald Trump is all of these things. There's no question. There's no yeah, yeah. she says there's no question that this guy is a racist, yet he's also the leader of the country and he's someone you're going to have to deal with if you want your agenda moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. No question. By the way, on Facebook, uh, Mark Mayfield is just coming up with Harry Potter, uh, like Donald Trump books with Harry Potter, with their uh, Harry Potter books with Donald Trump. For example, Donald Trump and the Goblet of Diet Coke, which is a good one. Donald Trump and the Prisoner of Guantanamo Bay. Donald Trump in the chamber of the Supreme Court. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good one, too. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. Should all these young Congress people come into Washington and just start calling the president all sorts of horrible names? I mean, we've heard it now twice in a row. We're going to impeach the mother father. Uh, Donald Trump is a racist. Yeah, yeah. No question about it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Is this the new norm? Uh, this is the Mark K Show. We got some of your phone calls coming up next on News one zero four point five WOKV. Don't talk about President Trump very much. No. Why? No. Because I'm my own person, Anderson Cooper. Because I'm not Donald Trump. Because I'm Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and I have things that I want to say. And also because I think he's a symptom of a problem. What do you mean? 
The president certainly didn't invent racism. You know what? Donald Trump would take offense. He'd be like, I did so. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> they like that fake news. Everybody. No, he didn't invent racism. Racism has been around for, you know, for, I mean, people have, they've been, they've been uh, racist since the dawn of time. The, since the first kid went to the first point of your dog and said, ah, that's what, that's how long, uh, that's how long racism's existed. But here's the thing with Anderson Cooper and all the news media is that they are going to continue. They are going to continue to use Donald Trump as their, as their, as their golden ticket, if you will. That the, the, the Democrats who are running for office are going to use Donald Trump to get into office. And the media is going to continue to use Donald Trump to get ratings. And that's why they're going to show you his press conferences. That's why they're going to show you, um, you know, every single thing that he's done. That's why they're going to keep trumping up these stories and try to find experts. And they're going to have the round table. Do you know how many round tables there are about Donald Trump getting impeached? There's so, I didn't know idea there's so many round tables in the world. But every time you turn on the news, there's somebody talking about, it, you know, this is it. He's sure to get impeached. It's going to happen this year. It's the first thing on their agenda. Meanwhile, the government shutdown has not gone anywhere. We're on day 17. The government's still shut down. Apparently, it's affecting KFC. Uh, some, some guy got some guy got a bucket of chicken and it was overcooked, and he's blaming the government shutdown. I don't know. I don't know how that how they correlate, but it's it's not anything that has anything to do with the impeaching Donald Trump is not going to get people back to work. Impeaching Donald Trump is not going to make our border safe. Impeaching Donald Trump is not going to put more money in your bank account. And yet that's exactly what all of the Democrats who are going to Washington, D.C., that's what they're trying to do. And the media is trying to help them along. And when somebody like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez comes along and doesn't talk about Donald Trump, Anderson Cooper is all annoyed by it. You don't talk about President Trump very much. No. Why? No. Why? Why don't you? We all love to do it. It's so much fun. In fact, the only thing more fun is drinking tequila with Bravo Andy on New Year's Eve. By the way, I can't take Anderson Cooper seriously, by the way, ever since then. Ever since uh, Anderson Cooper drank tequila and started gagging on New Year's Eve with with Bravo Andy, I just can't take him seriously. I mean, I didn't really take him seriously as a news broadcaster anyway. But now I just I look at him and that's all I think about. I see him sitting there with lawmakers talking about important issues in his stern Anderson Cooper 360 voice. And all I can think is him going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like, like, how am I supposed to take a, a guy seriously? He can't even hold his liquor. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. Also yesterday, the Golden Globes. Now, the Golden Globes, it, it was a little bizarre because I even wrote to the other Josh last night. I said, hey, watch the Golden Globes. Any Trump bashing that happens, any anti-Trump rhetoric, any of these speeches that just go off the cuff, you know, like uh, like Meryl Streep has been prone to do in the past. We got to get the audio of that. I want to hear all, you know, there wasn't one joke about Donald Trump the entire night. There wasn't really one joke the entire night because Andy Samberg and, Andrew, and Sandra O oh were hosting and they were horrible. But it, there was not one joke. No one made any remark about Donald Trump. No one made any remark about the government shutdown. No one made any remark about uh, racism or change or anything like that. Nobody talked about Mitt Romney being a folk hero. It was really bizarre. I don't know if there was some kind of memorandum sent out to all of the uh, all of the uh, the uh, stars who were uh, who won their their awards. I don't know if there was some kind of just overall wave of, of 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 annoyance in Hollywood. Like we're just so sick of it. I don't know if people finally realized that getting up on an award show and spewing your political beliefs actually makes no positive change in the world. 
But it was all seemed to be about the actual industry yesterday, at least the hour and a half that I watched. Maybe after I went to bed, some people said but Jeff Bridges won the Cecil B. DeMille Award. He's the, he came closest to making a political statement, but it, it wasn't even really a political statement. We're all alive right here, right now. This is happening. We're alive, man. We're alive. We can, we can really, we can make a difference. We can turn this, we can turn this ship. In the way we want to go, man. By the way, he said ship. I listened to it a few days. He said ship, not the other way. But he's basically he's basically becoming the dude from the Big Lebowski right there on stage. Towards love, creating a healthy planet for all of us. Yeah, man, we can turn this ship around, Brad. We can turn this ship in the way we want to go, man. Yeah, man, we can do it. We can do whatever. He's getting all gruff. He was getting into it. That was the closest thing you had to any kind of political statement during the entire Golden Globe celebration. The Hollywood foreign press. I mean, these are the Hollywood foreigners in the press. Those are the three people that hate Donald Trump the most. And yet they all stood up there and just talked about how great their movies were and, you know, how we could how we could, you know, make this world a better place, man. Double doink. Yeah, it was the, the, the <laughs> Thank you, Chris Collins. Where are they? I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate it. Double doink. Yeah, I know. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Uh, we got to take a quick break. More of the Mark K Show coming up on News 104.5. WOKV. Double doink. And I'm Mark K. 855-765-1045 is the number. Jeff Bridges uh, getting a Cecil B. DeMille Award yesterday at the Golden Globes and really going full dude, man. We can turn this shit in the way we want to go, man. I love that line. I'm I'm shocked we haven't had calls for Jeff Bridges 2020 yet. I I thought I thought for sure by now we would have it. You know the dude man 2020. I thought that would be the next big thing, but uh, that was about the most surprisingly the most political thing that happened last night at the Golden Globes. Um, and I only watched, like I said, an hour or so because I'll be honest with you, I didn't know any of the TV shows. I didn't know any of them. I, I've seen a couple of the movies. I knew about Vice. I still want to see that, but it's not open and wide release. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Dick Cheney, so I thought, hey, go see the movie, even though they're probably going to parody him uh, to no end. I saw Mary Poppins. That didn't win anything. I didn't see a star born my wife saw that she said she loved it but it didn't win anything uh what else all the movies that won like there was some movie called the wife i never saw that who would go see a movie called the <laughs> the wife <laughs> uh but anyway, there's a lot of movies out there a lot of tv shows that won that i've never heard and most of them aren't even on tv they're on like netflix and hulu and they're on amazon prime and all that kind of thing and uh the other josh ironically the other josh sent me this list about 19 19- uh, I'm sorry, about 2009. No, wait, I'm sorry, about 1999 and 2019, because now that it's 2019, you look back to 20 years ago, 20 years ago, some really monumental things happened, and a lot of them happened in the world of television. A lot of great TV shows premiered, uh, and really, it was probably the last... It was the beginning of the end for network television because you had, for example, one of the most decorated shows in history, a show that I really enjoyed, even though it was about a bunch of Democrats, was The West Wing. And The West Wing, uh, you may remember with uh, with Bradley Whitford and you had uh, Martin Sheen and when Rob Lowe was in it, Allison Janney made her big start on that show. And it was all about the president and The West Wing. And I think it really got a lot of young people involved 
in politics, and it taught people a lot about how uh, Washington really works, even though, you know, most of it, most of it was based on the Clinton administration. Uh, but that was a great show, and it was really well written, well acted. Aaron Sorkin won a ton of, uh, ton of uh, awards. John Spencer won a ton of awards for it. Um, but, you know, and but in the end, it was one of the last network TV shows to ever win things, because then also in 1999, 20 years ago, you had a show on HBO up here, which was one of the first ever cable shows to start winning all these major awards. And that was The Sopranos, which, again, was another fantastic show. So really, 1999 was the beginning of The Sopranos was the first show, uh, probably with Sex in the City, that wasn't on a that wasn't on a regular network, that was on a pay-per-view platform, that really started coming in and stealing awards from all the free TV, from all the NBCs and the CBSs, even the Foxes. Uh, and nowadays, you watch the Golden Globes, you watch the Emmys, there's not one show from a network that is being that is being awarded or heralded as being great. Another great show of course that aired in 19 think about this in 1999 in 20 years ago the very first episode of spongebob squarepants premiered are you ready kids aye aye captain 20 I years ago are you aye aye captain oh who lives in a pineapple under the sea which, I mean, think about this. A whole generation, 20 years, 20 years worth of kids who've grown up watching SpongeBob SquarePants. These kids are going to be, are they going to be old enough to drink in, in a year? Which is really scary because it also says a lot. It also says a lot about this generation that they grew up watching SpongeBob SquarePants, which I'll be honest with you, I don't want to sound like an old fuddy daddy. It's like one of the creepiest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I, I just don't get it. My, thank God, my kids watch it and I yell at them. I go, oh, I refuse. You can watch any other crap you want, but, but turn that thing off because it's bizarre. It's, it's just bizarre. Also uh, on this list from the other Josh, 20 years ago, Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan, which was a big upset because everyone thought Saving Private Ryan was the best picture of the year. Turns out it was Shakespeare in Love. Bill Clinton was acquitted at his impeachment trial. That was in 1999. Seems like just yesterday. Uh, shake, uh, wait a minute. Oh, the U.S. won the first Women's World Cup. Do you remember that? And Brandy Chastain took off her shirt. Wasn't that she the one? Or was it Hope? Who was? Someone took off their shirt. Yeah, it was Brandy Chastain. And everybody flipped out. Like, and it was, she wasn't even wearing, I mean, she was wearing a sports bra. She basically took off one shirt and exposed another shirt. But that was, you know, she was, it was so exciting. It was so exciting. When it, and that's what happens with people. There are people out there that do this. I've, I've seen this more and more often when they get either really excited about something or when they get really upset about something, they start taking off their clothes. And I think this is a new thing. My son, for example, uh, had a birthday party in August, and we, in we invited all his his kids. He's got all these friends, right? So we invite all these friends, all these boys, and we take them to um, One Way Out, which is this escape room. And they, my, my son's like, I love escape rooms. It'll be fun. It'll be a good thing. And, and my wife's like, fine, you take them. You can, all, you can be locked in a room with 10 little boys for like an hour because I don't want anything to do with it. So we go to this escape room, and we go in there, and we get locked in, and they immediately, you know, the clock starts going tick. Tick-tock, tick-tock, and it goes, you have one hour to escape. And they're running around. And it was this really cool, like, dormitory-themed thing. It wasn't too hard. They were actually a lot smarter than I gave them credit for. They started finding keys, and they started finding codes, and they were unlocking this, and they were unlocking that. And they were counting the code hanging. I, they figured it out. There was, like, another whole secret room that they uncovered. 
and they had a blast. And with 45 minutes in, they solved this thing. The door opened. Boom, we were done. 45 minutes. There was a group of adults who went in 15 minutes before us, and they were coming out of their room the same time we were coming out of our room, and they lost, and we won. And so the kids were ecstatic. And we went in there, and we held a little placard that said, you're a winner, and they took pictures, and they got to sign the wall. And we went out into the parking lot, and all of these kids immediately ripped off their shirts and started running around the parking lot topless because it was their way of celebrating. It's like a, a new way of celebrating. It might take it off your shirt. And that happened really for the first time 20 years ago with Brandy Chastain. I guess she was like, and now 20 years later, little kids who win the escape room, they're out there in the parking lot half naked. Except for my son. He refused to do it because he didn't have sunscreen. We've taught him well. <laughs> She's like, I'm not taking it off my shirt. I don't have any sun. I don't have SPF 30. I'm going to get skin cancer. What do you, my mother's going to kill me. Uh, John Elway, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan all retired 20 years ago. John L. Well, from playing. And then, of course, they all went right back into sports. Michael Jordan bought a team. John Elway is the general manager of a team. And Wayne Gretzky, I think he owns a team, too, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Napster debuted. I'll tell you what, man. One of the defining moments of my life was Napster. I don't know what age you had to be. I think it was in my, I guess I was in my 20s, 20 years ago. And Napster was my life for like a month and a half. Until Metallica, you know, sued them and shut them down. But Nabs, I would go home and my wife and I would, I would just say to my wife, pick a song, any song. And she'd be like, yeah, this one. And then boom, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it was right there and we didn't have to pay for it. It was like, it was my first, it was my first real taste of socialism was Napster. I wanted something for free and I got it delivered right there. Boom. It was incredible. It was amazing. It was incredible. And uh, and then, of course, Metallica, like I said, sued and it got shut down. And that was uh, that was the end of that one. Anyway, 855-765-1045. This is all stuff that happened 20 years ago. Bluetooth made its debut 20 years ago. 20 years of Bluetooth. Who knew we've had Bluetooth that long? My wife literally just figured out how to connect her iPhone to her car via Bluetooth last week. And it's been around since 1999. 855-765-1045. This is the Marquette Show. Quick break. We'll be right back on News 104.5 WOKV. Seven six five one zero four five is the number. I uh, got a lot of people saying, "Yeah, I agree with you on SpongeBob SquarePants. It's creepy AF." A lot of other people are saying, "You're crazy. SpongeBob is the best thing that happened." SpongeBob twenty years old in nineteen uh, in uh, twenty nineteen. In nineteen ninety nine, a lot of things happened in nineteen ninety nine. And look, a lot, not all of them were rosy. You know, for example, uh, Lance Armstrong won his first Tour de France in 1999, thus starting a basically an entire career of lies and deceit and treachery uh, that ended in one of the most celebrated athletes of all time, basically being stripped of every uh, amazing thing that ever happened to him. Um, the great Y2K panic. I don't know if you remember Y2K. But 1999 was supposed to be the end of it all because the computers, they weren't going to be able to recognize the year 2000. Um, so that happened. Fabio killed a goose with his face. Remember that? Fabio was on the roller coaster and the goose flew into his face and it all got caught on video. And luckily, he, you know, he's none the worse for wear. He's okay. But the goose died. Goose died. I mean, you can't hit something that good looking that fast and not, I mean, not having it affect you. 
855-765-1045. Matthew McConaughey, uh, 1999, Matthew McConaughey was arrested, stoned out of his gourd and beating on bongo drums while naked. That was one of my favorite pop culture moments of, uh, of not just last, uh, last century, but this one as well. It was, um, gosh, it was, it was crazy. It was, uh, Matthew McConaughey was, resisting arrest or something anyway i don't remember but he was like kind of naked and his neighbors called the cops and i don't know why you would do that and my wife if she saw matthew mcconaughey naked playing the bongos she wouldn't call the cops she'd call all her friends or she just put it on instagram nowadays um yeah but that was also the columbine high school shooting uh, occurred in 1999 that was 20 years ago and that still resonates with everything um, that's going on today. There's still this whole bump stock issue, the whole bump stock bill, the school shootings. The, there's a bowling alley sh- uh, shooting just over the break. You know, it's still a, a potential problem and something that, that resonates in history. That was 20 years ago. It, I mean, it, it's been, oh, you know what else happened 20 years ago? And I guarantee you're going to hear a lot about this, too. You know who first uh, was elected president or chosen president 20 years ago? Vladimir Putin. <laughs> 20 years Vladimir Putin has been in power in Russia. In 1999, Vladimir Putin was appointed as prime minister by then-President Boris Yeltsin. And then, like months later, Boris Yeltsin, peaced out. He was like, I'm done. I quit. Which, to me, I'll be honest with you, the timing seems strange. But Putin came to power. Uh, he's been president ever since. He's been running the uh, the Soviet Union or the Russia or whatever it is uh, for 20 years now. It's crazy. 855-765-1045. And he's still making headlines. Democrats are still convinced that he's not only president of Russia, but also currently president of the United States. 855-765-1045. Let's take a couple more calls here uh, before we got to duck out. This is Edwina from Bay Meadows. Edwina, thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. How are you? Hi, fine. Um, We saw uh, Vice about two weeks ago. And while you are correct, it does make uh, Cheney and Rumsfeld look really crazy. Yeah. But there is, there's one scene when their daughter, when Mary, tells them that she's a lesbian. Oh, yeah. And they they are very understanding. He does not, you know, yell and scream and, you know, do anything crazy. He, you know, he hugs her and he, under, he says he understands and all that kind of stuff. So in that point, he that he is made to be very understanding and, and feeling. Yeah, I it, it was. In, I've only seen the trailer of the movie, and the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess they're supposed to make Dick Cheney look like this almost, you know, like evil superhero or like villainous mastermind, supervillain mastermind who basically took charge of the presidency in the shadows and did all these treacherous things. But to me, I'll be honest with you, I watch. I go, that is a cool dude. <laughs> <laughs> if that actually, if that actually happened, that's something awesome that he was able to pull off. Um, right. I wish we I wish we had leaders today. I mean, Trump is pretty tough, but you know we need more like Janie. Yeah. No kidding. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. I, de- I mean, look, that's definitely on my t- to see list, and not just because look, I they I've seen that they show the story where Dick Cheney shoots the guy in the face with a shotgun. I knew that they talked about the uh, him uh, finding out his daughter was a lesbian. He also talks about, of course, you know, the whole Iraq invasion, everything else. But just the way that they were able to take, uh, you know, what's his name? Batman and transform him into Dick Cheney. The way they were able to uh, to just like, I mean, 
Christian Bale, his face, his body, his voice, everything. It looks like Dick Cheney's playing himself in the movie. And then you throw Steve Carell in there as Donald Rumsfeld, which is a little weird, but I am a big fan of The Office. And you've got Sam Rockwell, Amy Adams. Okay, that's it. I'm leaving. I'm going to go find the nearest theater that's playing Vice, and I'm going to go check that out. Now, it did only win one Golden Globe last night at the Golden Globes. It only Christian Bale won for his portrayal of Dick Cheney. Um, that was it. Uh, everything else got snubs too, but um, but you know, look, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens uh, coming up in the future. Hey, thanks so much for your call eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Now, the next thing that happens too is the Academy Awards, and the Academy Awards will really be telling. The Oscar nominations are going to come out, and they're going to look at the Golden Globes, and they're either going to do exactly what the Golden Globes did, or they're going to turn around and do the exact opposite. Also, you've got the uh, SAG Awards, which is the Screen Actors Guild, and they typically do the same thing. They look at the Golden Globes, and they either do exactly what they did, or they do the exact opposite. So, Christian Bale, he could be on his way to getting an Academy Award for playing Vice President Dick Cheney, or this could be the only award that he gets for this movie, and then it could just, you know, fall into obscurity. So, uh, only time, I hope it doesn't. I really, I think people need to know more about Dick Cheney, and whether or not this is historically accurate, I feel, I feel like people have misunderstood the man. And maybe if this movie gets more awards, and maybe if this movie gets more prominence, and maybe if more people go see it, they'll actually investigate, um, you know, exactly what kind of a, a vice president Dick Cheney was. And a lot of people always wonder, too, why did Dick Cheney not run for president after he served two terms? Well, he wasn't, he would never get elected. People hated him. I think he, I think after two terms, he'd done more than most vice presidents in history. He didn't need to be president because uh, he worked for somebody that understood he could actually do more than what typical vice presidents do. Listen, we got a bolt. 855-765-1045 is the number for everyone watching on Facebook. Thanks so much. We will be live streaming again tomorrow. Stay tuned for the news and Rush Limbaugh. They're next on News 104.5 WOKV.